Wow, it's heavier than I thought. Hey, I'm supposed to be on a meditative retreat. A cautionary tale indeed. Well, that's your opinion, man. Oh, wait. There won't be a next time. Don't Are you ready? I'm ready. Welcome to the Star Wars Brothers Podcast. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd. John Boyd. And Drew Shepard. Drew, Drew. (laughs) Okay, so uh, do y'all know like 4, 5, and 6? Episodes 4, 5, and 6 came out before 1, 2, and 3? Because, no. Yeah, you do. You know. You've heard it. You've read it. Because Yoda no, was in charge of the something. order. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I almost said something like seven, eight, nine, but then I realized that didn't make sense at all either. So. There's got to be a way to tie in seven, eight, nine to that joke, though. So right. Yeah. Yoda's not around at seven, eight, nine. I don't know. But I used to love that joke, that seven, eight, nine joke. You know what I remember? Oh, yeah. It was one of those. It was on a McDonald's commercial. <laughs> Do you remember that? And it was no. like Grimace floating around in a hot air balloon, telling telling the joke. And uh, y'all remember Grimace? Drew, do you remember Grimace? You remember the McDonald's? Y'all remember the McDonald's characters? Wasn't was Grimace like some the purple dude? dude? Yeah, yeah with like a big potato. Okay. The Hamburglar. Was, and... was he a potato? No, I don't think so. What was he? Was he like grape juice? Grimace. Was he grape juice, grape soda, maybe? Because you had the chicken for the chicken nuggets, and you had the Ronald McDonald for, I don't know what, hamburger for the hamburgers. And then you had Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> that may have been all of them. Uh, but he is floating in a hot air balloon, and he says, Why is six afraid of seven? I don't know, Grimace. Because seven, eight, nine. I always thought that was just the best joke. My favorite joke for a long time. It's a pretty good one. I'll go. Because mine's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Why are Death Star pilots fed up with space battles? Tell us. Because they always end up in a tie. In a tie. Uh, Tie fighter. (laughs) I get That's good. All right. Uh, All right. All right, what do you call an invisible droid? C-3PO. 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 That's good. Uh, guys, I'm out of jokes. That was my last joke. Mm, I don't have day. any left. <laughs> we got, we got to come On up to with the next news. website. Well, we I hope know. you all enjoyed listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> We got to come up with a new opener. These are getting worse and worse. <laughs> I don't know if they were ever any good, but um, we got to do something else. We can just start a, start our podcast out with the podcast. That's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> or we could, uh, we could <laughs> we could start off reading the emails. Reading the emails. You know what? Let me. I check. That's another check joke. One more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no emails. I'm checking for. I'm checking for iTunes. John, can you give us a, a chicken update every week? 
That's true. He could. Yeah. We we're talking about you. We we're talking about John's chickens right before the podcast, listeners. Um, if you're out there, let's see. Um, not wrong website. Uh, do we have any iTunes reviews? How do I even check this? Obviously, I get on here a lot. <laughs> Stick me We're in the professionals. Place. <laughs> oh, I think I have to search for it. All right. Star, I'm going to, you go on to, you go on a podcast. Well, if you're listening to me right now, I don't need to tell you. This is what you got to tell your friends to do, though. All right. Star Wars Brothers podcast. Clicking on it. Hey, five stars, three ratings, one review. Still just one review. One review. One, one review. If you're a repeat listener, I, I got to tell you, I'm disappointed. Disappointed in you. <laughs> All right. So, hey, I mean, look at it this way. If, uh, if you give us a good review, there's a chance you could end up being a guest. I'm just that's saying. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Did we mention that last week? I don't know if we did or not. Yeah, John's, uh, John's guest that he brought on was our podcast review, <laughs> <laughs> which we uh, we didn't figure that out till a little bit later, I guess. But hey, that's awesome! I'm just glad we have a review. It makes me feel a little more legitimate. Some podcasts mm. have no reviews. We're not one of those podcasts. Not us. No, no <laughs> not us. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we watched a. Hey, John. By the way, are you all caught up? Am I all caught? I, I have yeah. not gone back to that original one I missed. Okay. All right. But did you see like the last two before this one? The ones me and Drew talked about last week? Two weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. I don't think so. Okay. That's no big deal, but, um, just curious. All right. We have, uh, let's see. We have this arc, the Zero Trilogy. Episodes 308, 122, and 309. So at the beginning of 308, there's some vote that's going on in the Senate, and uh, apparently Padme's prepared this big banquet and wants to butter up Senator Aang, the uh, the wind, the wind master. <laughs> you don't know what I'm talking about. You're making an Avatar joke, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, bad one. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Aang is. I haven't Avatar. seen it, but I. The I controller know. of the you wind. Said no more jokes, Cliff. You said no more jokes. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, they basically send R2 and C3PO to get some fruit that they're missing from the cake, which is Aang's favorite. And for whatever re- for whatever reason, Aang is apparently so fickle that if he doesn't have fruit on his cake, he's probably not cake. He's probably not going to vote the way that they want him to vote. So they send R2 and 3PO out into town to get some of this fruit. R2D2 goes to a spa while C3PO gets tortured and captured, captured and tortured by Cad Bane, and then. Let's see. Later on, R2 also gets captured. They finally get the in- info. They erase their memories. They drop them off. The cake is saved because they bring the fruit back. And at the end, we find out that the whole reason Cad Bane was hired was to get a layout of the... Well, he was hired by the Hut, Hut Clan, and it's to... Because uh, they're trying to free Zero, basically. They're trying to free Zero, who was captured at the end of the movie. All right. The next episode, Cad Bane and Ara Singh, who we've also seen before from a, from a few arcs ago, a couple arcs ago, along with some droids and lackeys that they have, I guess, hired to, to work along with them. They go and attack the Senate and they take hostages 
in attempts to negotiate Zero's release. Well, Anakin is supposed to be on a meditative retreat, but he's actually just hanging out with his wife in Coruscant in secret. And Padme ends up being among those who's captured. Uh, they free Zero. He, he basically strong arms Palpatine into freeing Zero. And then Anakin comes in and saves all of the senators from being exploded by Cad Bane's bomb that he left behind. Zero is imprisoned by the Hutt clan in the next episode, but he escapes with uh, an old flame of his, Psy Snoodles. And he and Psy then go to his mom's house and borrow her car or something. And then Bane gets hired to retrieve them. But Obi-Wan at the same time is investigating what all's going on. And then he's trying to bring everybody to to justice who's responsible for all the stuff that's happened in the Senate. The Senator died and a bunch of people were attempted attempts on some important people's lives and whatever. Anyway, he goes to investigate and ends up getting into a fight. Uh, oh, he's with this uh, other Jedi master who we've not met before. Quinlan Voss. They end up fighting Cad Bane together Two Jedi masters against Cad Bane, who definitely holds his own, but isn't able to defeat them. He gets away. Basically Bane is trying to get the bounty associated with the Jedi that he gets a million credits, I guess for every Jedi that he captures or kills or whatever. So he's fighting them to try to get their credits, the credits for, for the bounty associated with Jedi from the separatists. And then Obi-Wan and Voss are fighting him because they want to bring him to justice. At the end of the episode, Zero gets murdered by his ex-girlfriend who then takes the sensitive information that Zero had hidden and brings it back to the Hut clan. And that's that. That's, that was the uh, that was the arc. So, what did you guys think about the way that these huts look? I hated it. Did you? I did. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you because every every clan things... in the in the clan, all the huts had a different look to them, right? Yeah. Right. They, they just didn't so, really look like huts to me. They looked kind of just like blobs of blobs of fat shaped into different faces. I'll, I'll tell you the. Before doing this podcast, I'd probably watch the uh, Clone Wars movie a couple of times trying to get into the Clone Wars. And the Hutt's animation bothered me so much that I was like, no. I mean, that wasn't the only thing that bothered me about the movie. Um, but but that's one part that I was just really like, I, I hate what they've done with them. I don't like the triangle mouths. Uh, and so uh, that was in my face the entire arc. You know, I, I'm with John in the sense that it I was not a fan because it seemed like they were almost forcing themselves to make them so different that, so that we could see that they are individuals as opposed to just, you know, all looking like Java or, or Zero. You know, the, the one with the monocle. I'm like, what? what is this? It's, and, and it turned into like a, a 1920s or 30s gangster-esque type of of movie with you know with the way they looked and talked and and even like with the dancers and I was just like this this is they're setting this up to be like a mafia family but the way the huts look really I couldn't take it that serious with the way they were looked honestly yeah I'm I'm with y'all stupid I was just stupid it was all stupid. All these huts were ridiculous looking. One of them looked like a boobah. Y'all remember the show Booba? It was one of those like I don't know that it was very popular for very long. Oh, you need to look it up. 
Boobah or don't, because you might not be able to sleep tonight. Boobah was this little kid show, kind of like the Teletubbies, and it had these weird-looking, colorful creatures that would kind of bounce it, bounce off each other, and they had these heads that would sink down into their bodies. They go, oh my! It was the weirdest show for like little infants. Um, I guess it comes to their attention, but. Uh, you know, many of the many of today's problems can probably be explained explained by kids that were exposed to boob popcorn. One of the huts kind of looked like that. So, yeah, and then the one with like the flat topped head reminded me a lot of uh, Dooku's animation. He looked like a. It just bothered me. It looked like a cross between a hut and a uh, and a Count oh, Dooku. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I have a question. So the huts in episode one, they were there more than one. Was it wasn't there more than one hut in episode one? Is one of them Jabba? Yeah, there was. I guess one of them's Jabba, though, isn't it? In in charge of the pod race or whatever. I think so. And then there was another slightly smaller one up there with him at the pod race. Yeah, and they just he just kind of looked like Jabba. Yeah. Whereas in this one, they just looked ridiculous looked like somebody some little kid was like let me make some hut designs with this play-doh you know yeah it's horrible um zero i i already didn't like zero's design but at least zero kind of has the shape of java whereas the rest of these didn't even look like huts to me anyway bad bad stuff there now the the dynamic between anakin what was going on with anakin and padme in that first episode i think is worth worth talking about a little bit so anakin are we going to come is, back to the huts i just want to know oh, okay. go ahead no go ahead we'll stick stick with them until you're done i figured y'all were done oh oh well but we're gonna the whole episode the whole arc centers around huts so we're gonna come back to the huts okay fair enough fair enough since we're talking about the looks i just wanted to uh get your thoughts on zero's mother oh yeah oh <laughs> what yeah um, I, no oh, what an what an embarrassment! Not just like they made her out to be an embarrassment, but it's embarrassing. It, I'm a little bit embarrassed that I'm watching a show with that. Honestly, the, the way they had it set up, <laughs> I was watching this thinking, "This seems like your typical cinematic trailer park scene where the sun." Well, here comes my son again. He's always wanting Dude, something from me. I haven't seen him in years. He's just what? out of jail. It it felt like inappropriate for 2020. <laughs> yes, yes, it, it felt did. <laughs> it felt a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great. I was like, oh, okay, and, we're we're going this route. All right, <laughs> and, and I was I was actually very uncomfortable with it the whole time I watched. So. So here's the thing. My, my 10 year old was watching with me. Um, and, and even he was like, I really don't like this one. <laughs> like when, like when the big, uh, when the big hut, the, his <laughs> hero's mom was like, why, why is hero talking like a guy? Uh, I really don't like this one was his comment. And I was like, Oh, me either, son. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was it was like last week, or not last week, whatever it was that we that we knew this was the arc coming up. That we knew this this arc was going to center around zero. I had some like worst fears. Like this is going to be bad. I can't see this going very well. Somehow, 
this surpassed my worst <laughs> i thought i know i'm not gonna enjoy this because i hate zero um but it was worse than i expected it to be and there was there was very little redeeming <laughs> about the whole thing mama wow. the hut by the way i looked it up on wikipedia mama the hut is what they call her on wikipedia <laughs> mama the hut like that surely that's not her name but maybe maybe that's just they're being cute and she's his mom like I don't, I don't guess she has a real name. It's just Mom of the Hut. Um, I kind of liked that the little creatures were crawling across there. I thought that was a, little, a nice little touch. You know what I did like is the snake monster. Do you remember the snake monster that randomly popped up in the middle of the episode for no reason? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. That was, that was cool. the best part. So we really talked about because that most of the Hut stuff was in the third episode there. Yeah. <laughs> The first episode, let's talk about that, where where they basically are, it's it's like a cooking drama. They're worried about cooking this meal <laughs> and having the dessert turn out right for the senator. But I think that's what the beginning, they made it out like that's what the whole episode's going to be. In the middle of it, R2-D2 goes to a droid spa and like gets a bunch of uh, pampering done to him. And it's it was weirdly sexualized. The whole time, did y'all notice that? Correct. Yes. I was like, "This is, yeah, this is, yeah, this is messed that. up. This is not good. I don't, I don't want to be watching this." <laughs> there was like one of the droids in the conveyor belt was just like a woman. <laughs> it, it seemed like there was any window with everything they said. They're like, "And now we'll polish your chrome." I mean, it's just yeah, like, I was like, like oh, that's so not exactly much. what they said, but it was very much along the lines. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's what inspired so, the uh, solo relationship between Lando and his droid. Maybe. <laughs> so I'll tell you what. Uh, what bothered me beyond that was that R two D two was not like sticking to the mission. Yeah. What was up with that? Like that is not characteristic of R two D two. R two D two, you know, he'll he'll stick to the mission with blaster fire going all around him, but sure. he's like droids fall. Well, okay. Maybe so. maybe he was ticked. He might have just been ticked. Like, dude, I am not your cake topping droid. <laughs> I'm going to the spa. I'm gonna get cleaned up. <laughs> and maybe maybe he's looking at it from a practical standpoint, right? It was practical. It was like, all right, this mission is stupid, but at least I can get cleaned up and, and get all my joints ready for the next actual mission that I'm sent on. <laughs> What about the cake covered you? And that is what you just said it. That was the whole, that was set up as the whole purpose of this episode. They go through all of this. And then at the very end, what do they do with those four pieces of fruit? They literally just stick it on top and they're like, oh, it's perfect. Exactly what the guy wanted. It's like, how? You did not need this. Right. Like, like that was the, was. that was going to be the deciding factor on whether or not they got this very important legislation, whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, oh, it's my favorite type of cheesecake or something. And I'm like, yeah, because it has none of the flavor of the fruit. <laughs> and, and, you know, I felt like they explored some things that were just completely unnecessary. The whole Anakin, like, now make sure you spend these credits where you're supposed to. Yeah. Um, and then the whole bargaining with the 16 credits and then the guy changing it to 32. And yeah. I was like waiting for this to be significant and it, it never was. No. C-3PO just got ripped off. Yeah. 
I'll tell you what this felt like to me. This felt like I, I could be totally wrong. <laughs> Maybe this isn't fair, but a lot of this stuff, I'm like, why? Why is this there? Why? Why did they? Why zero? Right? Why zero? Whose idea was that? Was that George Lucas? Did George Lucas do that? Did George Lucas have the zero idea? Is that his fault? <laughs> I want somebody to blame, you know. <laughs> and and then zero was in the movie, and so that somehow automatically makes him significant. And so the season finale of season one, totally out of the blue, they throw in the zero episode that they don't even know what to do with. It has nothing to do with anything because the the middle episode here is ep episode twenty two of season one, and then they're like, "Well, that was random. We got to put something in there that explains it." And so they come in and they bracket it with these other two episodes. Can you imagine watching through season three and coming across these two episodes that harken back to this random episode from season one? Yeah. And and don't give you that middle piece, but are just like, here's the prequel and here's the sequel to what happened there. Like, what a sloppy mess. Somebody was just in my head, there's the guy or the, the maybe even the majority here that are like really passionate about this. And then there's the 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 corporate folks or like the kids show team that are like that have more power than the passionate ones, but keep getting their influence in there. And I feel like these episodes where somebody tapping like the main team that like is serious about it on the shoulder and being like, Hey guys, the next next couple episodes we need you to do, we need you to go back to zero. We need we need some zero content. We haven't seen zero in a while. We gotta see zero. He's important. <laughs> and they're like, what are we gonna do? This is so stupid. <laughs> Uh, marketing, really and stupid. <laughs> marketing and research tends to indicate that everyone hates zero. So can we kill him in a way? Like, is there a way we can do that? <laughs> and it's like, if we have to re revisit zero, we're going to make everyone suffer along with us. <laughs> we're going to do it in the worst way possible. You just wait. <laughs> You'll learn not to interfere in our script writing. Uh, I think that's probably what happened. Or, uh, you know, I was also thinking, was it like some some really annoying guy that works on there? And they're like, hey, do a character based on my mom, please. She, she watches the show. And, and so they're like, well, okay, mom of the hut. And, you know, I, you can't help but wonder, do things, do things like that happen on these? So. <laughs> yeah. But even though, like, I liked the snake, thinking back, it doesn't do with anything. <laughs> Just a random snake popped up. Had no significance at all. I don't think I had any plot plot relation. Somebody wanted to they throw the like, snake design in there. Somebody was smart enough to be like, "Look, we are going to lose everybody <laughs> here, so we've got to throw this snake thing in here uh, quickly." Uh, you know the the battle between Voss. Wait, before we talk about the battle, what's up with Voss? Is he the most unnecessary, ridiculous? Jedi that we've met so far? Yeah, pretty much. Because I didn't like him at all. No. No. I didn't get it. At the beginning, I thought I might like him. Like his first few lines, I was like, this, maybe. We'll see. This is heading in a good direction. And then they just never did anything with it. It was just like, what was what was the point of him even, him even being there? I didn't get it. Didn't get it. What was Jedi that thing? Don't remember. All different shapes and sizes and personalities. I don't know. Y'all remember when he touched the cup that Zero had been holding and like saw yeah. the past? What was up with that? They never explained it. He sensed it, he said. Yeah. That was a weird visualization of that that we haven't really seen. We, I guess we sort of did see that with the future. 
but him seeing back into the past by touching an object like is that a thing is that a jedi thing i guess it is because he did it but well that's, anything like uh, that i was before? trying to i was trying to justify it with uh with like with ray you know is she is she grabbed the lightsaber or, or reached towards it when moz has it uh and she kind of freaks out and okay. sees some things but even okay. that wasn't really tying it to the past um, but I don't know, maybe there's some way they can do something with objects to, to see their significance. I don't know. Or is it I more it might be a boss particular thing? Yeah. Okay, I was going to say, is it possible to where just individual Jedi have certain abilities that maybe not as, that aren't general to all Jedis necessarily? Sure. I don't think that's pretty likely. Maybe. Who knows? I wouldn't mind never seeing boss again. Yeah, if we see him, maybe 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 that's the reason they put him in there because they wanted to introduce that special power that he has, and they're going to make it significant later on. Kind of had cool hair. I liked his hair. Didn't hate his design. I thought his design was kind of cool. The battle with him and Cad Bane, I mean, was enjoyable. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that that was realistically probably the best part, and it was it was just okay. It wasn't like the greatest battle in the world, but just okay was eons better than everything else in this arc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I did like the Anakin, the Anakin Padme stuff though in the second episode. I thought that was all right. That was interesting. Where he was like supposed to be on a meditative retreat, and yet he's hanging out with her. Uh, and it wasn't the most. I mean, it was a little bit cheesy. It wasn't as bad as I hate sand, but the the scene where he's like giving her his lightsaber and stuff. But at the end of the episode, I thought about it maybe a little bit allegorically. And so basically, what happens is he gives her the lightsaber and is like, Obi Wan told me. Always hold on to your lightsaber because this this is your life. You need to you need to guard it, you know, because this is your life. And you, you you'll remember that's what he told Padme. That's what Anakin taught Padme. We learned that in the the incredibly great episode where she loses her lightsaber. It's another bad one, um, but we learned that that's what he taught her, and, and she felt so bad that she lost her lightsaber because he he Anakin had taught her that, or maybe Obi Wan had taught her. I don't know, but somebody had taught her that this is your life. Well, Anakin had gotten that same lesson. Uh, before and says here Padma you can have my lightsaber to prove my commitment to you above all else basically and that ended up getting into trouble and almost getting him all killed right the fact that he gave up his lightsaber um, and then some bad things happened and he didn't have that weapon with him was uh, almost cost everybody their lives and so I thought about that allegorically it was like this is your life this is the important thing and you're giving it to Padma you're pouring all that into Padme when you shouldn't be. That ends up being his downfall long-term is that he takes his life and he gives it to her uh, and centers everything around her when, again, within the context of the the lore, I guess, the expectation of him was to be focused on being a, a Jedi first, not her first. So, And and beyond that, like he even is almost just manipulation that he was using on her to me. You know, she's like, Hey, I've got, I've got this work stuff that I've got to do. Like these people depend on me. And he's like, Oh, come on. It, it's just two weeks. Come away with me. Don't you love me? Like I love you. Yeah. Uh, yes. So there was that manipulation there. Dude, John, I had the exact same thought. I'm watching this. I'm thinking every time I see them interact, I think to myself, their relationship gets worse and worse <laughs> every time when he pulled that. I mean, his sort of Trump card of don't you still love me? I was like, wow, okay, y'all are married and you are dropping that phrase. That's that's awful. 
Are we not supposed to be saying that to our wives, guys? <laughs> I didn't realize that was a thing. <laughs> so, so we can. I guess I'll try not we to can say that anymore. Forgo your <laughs> ideals and just come with me on a vacation. Are you are you telling me I'm not supposed to say you'll you'll do this if you love me? Is that not? I thought I thought once you were married, that was like you're allowed to you're allowed to say. Like if they were single, then he could he couldn't say that. But once you're married, you can say either you do this or you don't love me, and it counts. That's Cliff, Cliff, if you continue down this, we have to make sure that our wives <laughs> never <laughs> listen to this podcast. Oh, my wife will never listen to this. Go on now. You know the only chance. <laughs> this is going to be horrible, but it's only going to happen if it happens, and then it'll be kind of interesting. The only chance of Shauna ever listening to this is if I'm dead. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll be going back through my stuff and, and missing me. I don't know how much she'll miss me. You know, no, nah, she won't. She won't get past like episode two of our podcast. <laughs> you know, you're right. <laughs> no, like, this is this is. Like, no, I'm respecting it. my husband less the longer I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'd probably be in that so, same boat. <laughs> so, well, so, oh, go ahead. So, so. Off, off topic, real quick. Um, yeah. I did did have this thought this week. Have y'all heard of Mr. Beast? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he the just YouTube like, channel. Yeah. So he'll go on uh, like random people's uh, what is it Twitch where you can watch people play video games. Yeah. And he'll find people that have no. Uh, nobody watching and he'll, he'll literally just send them $10,000. And I was like, we need to get him on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One guy, he gave a hundred thousand oh dollars. That's crazy. Goodness. I mean, it's insane. He tipped a, he tipped a pizza man, a house once. And, uh, I'm like, you know, if anybody, if anybody deserves $10,000 for not having any listeners, it's us. It's not, it's not us. It's KMD it's, it's Productions. Am I saying that right? He deserves it. Yeah. Mr. Beast, if you're That's listening, right. visit the YouTube channel, KMD Productions. Was that it? Was it KMD? I don't know. I probably, I probably the Lego guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our one email. Oh, actually, uh, this came in. Just it, I got a notification during the podcast. We're going to read it. All right, here we go. Ready? Email. It literally came in right after we started the podcast. So I, there's not a whole lot to say about this arc. We'll rate it in a minute, but I don't think it's going to be that pretty for any of us. I mean, if y'all have other stuff you want to bring up, we can after the email. But it, well, let's do that. Let's finish the episode. We'll rate it and then we'll do the email. How about that? I only have one other thing, really. I okay. Go ahead. For the second episode, um, does Palpatine have anything to do with this? I know it's not stated really either way, but. Do you think this is actually part of his plan, or is this just totally even a surprise to him, and he doesn't have a clue what's about to happen? I thought about that, actually, while I was watching, and I don't think Palpatine has anything to do with these bounty hunters. I believe, I mean, Palpatine doesn't control every evil force in the galaxy, and I get the impression that these criminal elements like the Huts aren't, they wouldn't deal with Palpatine. Palpatine's going after the more weak-minded people, the Trade Federation, the money-driven people, the people that they can capture some flaw that they have and exploit uh, for his own benefit. And I think the huts are are not that. They're, they're not going to parlay with anyone except the huts. So my, my only thoughts were where he could was 
when uh, when the bombs were all around the senators. Um, if if those senators could have been killed there, then he could have said, "I am the Senate." A little bit earlier. Hmm. Okay. I don't think there's any indication of that, though. I really feel like it's that he was kind of caught off guard. I mean, it seems like when he's behind the scenes on stuff, because you remember the last John, I think this is maybe the one, one of the ones you didn't see, but one of the last Cad Bane episodes that we watched, Palpatine was behind that. Mm-hmm. And we saw holograms of Darth Sidious talking to Cad Bane. Right. Because he's the one who hired him, right? But in this case, we don't see any of that. We don't see any of that behind the scenes stuff with Sidious communicating with anybody. And I think normally when he's behind something, we, we see it. We know it. At least in the context of this show. So what a surprise for Palpatine when he sees Cad Bane. Yeah. John, this is your bounty hunter, though. This is the bounty hunter that you grew up believing bounty hunters were. Right? Cad Bane is that, for sure. Yeah, he's pretty much that. He's pretty ruthless. Uh, pretty terrible. Has jetpack boots. So yeah, yeah, jet. Yeah, that's true. Jetpack boots, jetpacks are kind of a bounty hunter thing, I guess. Flamethrowers in his wrists. That's you know, right. that was kind of. A, yeah, that's right. So forgot about that. I did think of Boba Fett when we saw that. That was cool. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of good in this episode, right? A little bit of. I don't know if it quite redeems it, but it doesn't redeem it. No. Also, I didn't realize the huts were off on some other planet. I I kind of figured they were Tatooine natives, and I'm a little disappointed they're not. And they're hut villas. And the swamp. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't know Hut was in, Job of the Hut was an outsider. I thought he was a local, just one of the planet inhabitants. So, but he's not. Anything else? All right. Let's rate it and get to emails then. All right. John, you go first. All right. So, I will tell you this was, uh, for, for most of the time I was watching this, I was, I was not enjoying it. Um, and it was not, not helping me at all. Um, I will say I was, I was very close to saying this is, this is absolutely terrible and making this a one, but I didn't, uh, because Hero got shot and died. Yeah. And that, that's worth a lot to me there. Yeah. So, uh, Can I attend? so I'm at like, <laughs> <laughs> because. I mean, I literally breathed a sigh of relief (laughs) when I saw him get shot. And I was like, finally, we can put this guy behind us. I hope. Um, and so I'm, I'm honestly, I'm at a two. It was, uh, it was not enjoyable for me. My 10 year old uh, did not even like this arc. Um, I'm going with a three, just slightly higher. Uh, the, you know, just getting to see a little bit of the, even if it was ridiculous, the hut backstory, the planet, the fact that there are other huts was information, not necessarily delivered well, but it was information that I just found interesting. Uh, but what really just killed it for me was in the third episode when the uh, the singer and Zero started kissing, I was like, I don't even want to think about how this is mm, working. About that, so. Why are we watching this? <laughs> so, so to that point, Drew, uh, again, watching it with my 10-year-old, before they ever kissed, he's like, how does this work? <laughs> <laughs> and, and he said, he said, <laughs> 
He said, when they get married, how are they going to kiss in front of everyone? <laughs> Her mouth is... And then really it happened, small. and he was like... That is weird. And he was, yeah. he had his he had one hand like a big mouth and then he had like a finger and he was like, That's so weird. <laughs> I mean his tongue is like the size of her body. I, I, like, I got to be honest. I wonder and I was like, No, 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 I don't really want to wonder. Stop, stop. No, I, I actually have thought that many times not just about her, but even about the the humanoid tailheads. Like, what's up? What what are they like I get that they like to watch them dance and all that, but but then what? You know, wasn't there one that was like rubbing on one of the huts this episode, and the hut was like, mm. it was just like, I don't know what's going on there. It's so weird. I don't, I don't want to know. Honestly, it's a little weird that when we were little kids, we watched a show where basically this huge blob of blubber makes, you know, Carrie Fisher his sex slave and puts her in a metal bikini. Like what? What were our parents thinking? <laughs> That's probably the worst thing I ever saw as a kid. Like our parents yeah. were not—they <laughs> were not like very lenient on that stuff. But somehow, like, it wasn't even just that we watched it. It was like there was—it was fine. It was, that was <laughs> what. And I look back on it now. I'm like, that is—that is wrong. There's, that's not okay. <laughs> Oh, it's like human, human sex slavery. What is going on? What kind of show is this? Uh, think of Chris Farley. What kind of a hotel is this? Talking <laughs> uh, Anyway, weird, weird stuff. Uh, I'm a one. Uh, it's got a few things I liked. Okay, this show. This this arc was made me actively like the entire series less. Honestly, I've been I've been high on it for a while. Like I've really enjoyed it, John. That some of the arcs you missed were really good. Um, some of the better ones, you know. But there's just been some really really excellent moment, and then this happens, and I'm just like, I have no confidence in the future of this series at this point. I'm very down on it because of this arc, uh, and I hope that we never see a hut other than Java in any future Clone Wars episode. Um, I'm afraid that we will. And uh, and I'm just, just, I'm not giving up on it. But man, if we have too many more of these, it's going to be hard to finish this. Not that hard because y'all are watching it with me. So I'll have fun. I'll have fun. I'll have fun talking about a bad, a bad arc with y'all. But, but I did not enjoy watching this at all. Just every, everything I saw made me cringe. It made me, uncomfortable and uh uh i felt like there were some racist moments <laughs> maybe more than one we didn't talk about it long. i don't want to get too, too into it in case i you know i don't know anyway we're gonna move on from that but uh there were just weirdly sexualized moments there were out of character moments man what a what a train wreck of an argument this was so bad job but but you can't bad job lucas where <laughs> whoever made this bad job uh, one out of ten. Somebody needs to get fired over this arc. <laughs> I know you're trying to feed your family, but this is inexcusable. <laughs> uh, 
about that email? Oh, yeah. All right. We got an email from Caleb. The email is titled Arc Troopers. We're going to have to be the experts here, it looks like. All right. Let's see what he says. So, oh, no, he's going to give us some insight here. Sounds like. So to help explain why the separatists wanted to steal the clone DNA, it was mentioned in episode two, Attack of the Clones, that when Jango Fett died, they would have to stretch his DNA, which would make sense why Jango lives on Kamino. So it seems that they cannot make clones from other clones' DNA. And the separatists could also make bioweapons and search the DNA for weaknesses, like you suggested. Love listening to you guys every week and look forward to more episodes. So it's interesting. Uh, episode two, apparently they said that when Django was dead, that they were they were going to have to just make what they had go as far as they could. So, because it has to be sourced DNA and there's a limited amount. There's a there's a cap on how much how much you can do with that. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but, you know, it works. Yeah, just an explanation. So I wonder if they could, <clears throat> wonder if they could use Boba, since he was unaltered. That's true. Maybe so. I don't know. But they, you'd think they would have mentioned that in episode two when they talked about it, right? Because they knew he had a son. Yeah. I'm thinking it had to be Jango's. I'm thinking if you don't have Jango's DNA, you don't have the the pure source. You know, that actually makes me kind of want to learn a little bit more about Jango. Like, it'd be cool to get some information about who Jango was and why he was chosen before all of this. Yeah. Maybe a, a Jango miniseries. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it'd be cool. Jango was never my favorite character, but but um, but I respect his legacy. <laughs> oh, well, that's enough of that. Next week, we're going to watch some more episodes and then look up what they are. This episode feels a little haphazard. Did this feel like a haphazard episode to you all? I just wish it didn't exist. <laughs> Wait, our recording or the Zero Trilogy? Both. <laughs> we should have just told the jokes and read the email. <laughs> yeah, I think I think part of it is that I just disliked it so much that that I don't really feel like putting a lot of work into this. No. no <laughs> having a good conversation good. around it. Just a mess. We're gonna post it anyway. I mean, I appreciate knowing that y'all disliked it as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh all right. The Senate trilogy. Episodes three ten, three eleven, and two fifteen. Heroes on both sides, pursuit of peace and Senate murders. Um I'm a little uneasy about it, and I'll tell you why. It's one of these, it looks like it might be the last one, maybe for the rest of the series. I think everything else kind of stays with it at season. But but here's what here's here's my headcanon for what keeps going on here. Not really headcanon, but you know what I mean. We've got another random other series episode included in an arc with two others. So it's like at some point, there was a Senate Murders episode. Looks like toward the end of season two, episode 15 of season two. I'm not sure how many episodes are in season two. Okay, it looks like over 20. But episode 15 of season two randomly has this, this story, it sounds like, that takes place way in the future of everything else in season two. And then season three rolls around, and following eight and nine, where they've gone back and tried to explain some things around 122, and I guess 
to maybe in part correct the error that was zero by killing him. It looks like the same thing's happening again, right? We had 215, and they're like, I guess we need to go back and revisit 215 as well. They do two prequel episodes to it that lead up to 215. So, uh, so I'm a little bit, uh, I'm, I'm going into this one with low expectations and hoping that I enjoy it more for it. But, um, but I don't know, not feeling good about it already because of that. The Senate trilogy. And, and isn't that the most boring part of this? The Senate? Like, do we really want to see any more of the Senate? I want to see some Jedi fight, you know? I want to see some drama. I want to see some, some emotion. I want to see some anime moments, you know? I don't want to see, I don't want to see this Senate again. But we'll see. See what happens. If you want to contact us, you can email us at Star Wars Brothers Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, stop what you're doing right now and go leave us a review on iTunes. And then when we check it next week, we'll be able to say we have a four star review. Um, yeah, just don't review this. No, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. Undo that. Not a four star review. Four no. reviews. I'm like, are we just looking <laughs> don't for the Don't leave us a review. We've officially lowered our standards. <laughs> you know what? After, after this, this one, we're okay with a four star. Yes. It sounds yeah, like four star. <laughs> I, I'd feel less bad about it. <laughs> about today. I give it some more stuff. What a mess. What a mess of an arc and a mess of an episode. We'll do better, guys. I promise. Thanks for listening. And now we'll polish your chrome. And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever listener we had.